Okay, I'm saying this from my own experience. Right. I feel like a guy can easily get lost when you have like they have like many things thrown at them. Okay. I can see where that. I don't from. know. I think <laughs> my mom is like a superwoman, and I is see her like doing. Mother. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like my point is, you need both of them, and if you're not, if you don't have both in your company, then you are losing because you are losing on perspective, on point of view, on ideas and experiences as well. And experiences as well. Hello and welcome to the AOU podcast, Entrepreneur Leadership in Africa. Um, today my guest, I think she needs to introduce herself. <laughs> You don't you don't hear of her but you see the things that she's done. She has a great impact in women in STEM, tech enthusiasts, policy makers, all that good stuff. So I'll just allow her to introduce herself. Welcome. Thank you Savannah for having me today. Um uh, my nam- name is Lina. I'm from Morocco and well, I just finished my honors. So I am technically a graduate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I majored in uh, computer science. So yeah, I'm very much of a techie. Right. So yeah. Tell us about your journey as being an entrepreneurial leader. Um well, to be honest, my experience as a woman in technology has been not pretty unique from my own eyes and right. perspectives okay. and from my interactions with others. Um so I've always loved mathematics. Mm. And I've pretty much used the laptop my entire life. <laughs> uh I'm grateful for that. <laughs> But so I never really felt like there there has to be something done right. in that okay. regards. So I even in high school I was in science, never felt stupid, never felt like people <laughs> considered me stupid or that I couldn't do things. Right. So it was it was very interesting to navigate from that innocent life i guess mm, yeah and then to towards university and then starting to see things right i don't have to maybe experience them directly but you could see them and then you hear about the statistics and they're mm. kind of scary right yeah all right then well um tell us a bit about the switch conference that was held um just a few months ago this year um that was 7th 8th of june 2019 and Mauritius. Um I'm guessing the vision was to empower women in STEM. Yeah. So science, technology, engineering, engineering and mathematics, yes. I believe. Um so yeah, tell us a bit about that and then we can get into the topic of the day. Yes. So Switch conference was a two days event that aimed to do two things. So the first thing was just to celebrate women in technology. Right. Like we just wanted to celebrate and you know exactly them like and recognized and mm-hmm. seen right? and just be grateful to the great things that they've done yeah and then the the second one which is very crucial to this topic is to raise awareness regarding the involvement of women in the in technology right. and in the developing community in Mauritius mm-hmm. uh so there was like a lot of focus on the Mauritian context because uh we've seen that the the develop the developing community in Mauritius is very much unisex. Mm. 
Okay. All right. So the topic of the day is the value of leadership to accelerate the inclusion of women in tech. So before we even start about that, what is leadership to you? What What do you think leadership is in your eyes? <laughs> the million dollar question. <laughs> um, this is the question that I've been grasp, like trying to grasp the past four years yeah. in here in African Leadership University. Right. And I don't have an answer quite yet, but I have an idea. So in my own definition, mm-hmm. it's the ability to make impact. Right. Hopefully for the good, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, there were great leaders that really? didn't... I mean, look at Hitler. Like, Yeah, he was bad, but he had such great impact in terms of like, if you could measure the impact. Right. He might not have done good to the world, but I think that it could still be considered as leadership. All right. The ability to drive people to do one thing yeah. and many people... That's like okay, one I extreme. I see what perspective you're looking yes. at it from. All right, but that's cool. on like one extreme. Yeah. And I don't think that, I don't see leadership as being just like for great and like grand skills. Yeah. It could also be for small things day to day. So it could be an impact. I define impact as anything that's like just being deliberate about an impact. Okay. Either so doing on things your life, with intention yes. and ensuring that you act on what you say. Exactly. Either on your life or other people or many other people. All right. So what do you think the current phase of women in tech is looking like considering that definition of leadership that you have? And why do you think we should care about it? Um, Let me start with the second part. All right. The reason why I think we should care about it is I believe that women and men are think differently. Mm, Okay. We both have our skills and like strengths so we all we've all heard about that thing where men can't multitask right (laughs) well i mean we don't know how true that is but we've we all have we both have our own strengths and weaknesses and we complement each other well fun fact let me sorry to interrupt you that nobody can it's scientifically proven that nobody can multitask true but I don't know. I mean, okay, I'm saying this from my own experience. Right. I feel like a guy can easily get lost when you have like they have like many things thrown at them. Okay, I can see where that. I don't from. know. I think <laughs> my mom is like a superwoman, and I is see her like doing... mother. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like my point is, you need both of them, and if you're not, if you don't have both in your company, right, then you are losing. Because you are losing on perspective, on point of view, on ideas. And experiences as well. And experiences as well. All right. So what do you think the current phase of it is? Um, it's hard for me to say from... I've been on the island for most of the past four years. Mm. So it's hard to say on like the global scale. Right. But from like the events, the news, I'm, yeah, I get news, new, newsletters about this all the time. Right. And my conversations with my friends and my interactions uh, during the Switch conference with, uh, with the youth or with uh, women techies as well, it looks like we are in the phase where we'll, we're building, we're still be- building the, uh, the awareness. Right. And we're raising it and 
we're getting people, even like guys, getting them to understand what we mean. Okay. And making it like an issue for others, like see it as an issue. Because even me, as I said before, I didn't see it as an issue because right. I just couldn't see it. I feel I feel like you couldn't see it because I feel like a lot of North African countries, from what I've experienced from mm-hmm. you guys, is that a lot of women are empowered to be part of STEM. Um, it's rare for me to see maybe a Tunisian or a Moroccan not talk about them wanting to be a part of STEM, you know? Yeah. So I, I think you guys come from a very empowered space. If it's not... It's empowering in, 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 in perspective of being a part of STEM or being a woman in tech. You expect it to do the hard things. I you know? Yeah, I think it's generally in our countries. Right. Uh, science is a big thing. Mm. And engineering is like, you know, a great uh, career. Right. So naturally, all of our parents are encouraging us. Yes, so if engineers. not a doctor, an engineer. Yeah. And so for this is for like both genders. Mm. But I think what happens is that, especially up until high school, right. Usually, you will find, I don't know about other countries, but yes. from what I've seen in Morocco, it's mostly the girls that are very hardworking and right. the guys are a bit more laid back. So, like, girls would be, like, you know, the their dad's favorites in terms of, like, hard work. <laughs> oh, okay. Something like that. So, that could help mm-hmm. into just making us work harder, I guess. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to put this. I'll get back to it. We'll round up okay, to it. Okay, okay. So you talked about um, being a part of the Switch Conference. Yes. Uh, were, you, were you like a major, were you heavily involved as part of the Switch Conference? Yes. So Olfa, the the founder and the one who came up with this idea, approached me in the beginning. Right. And I was I was interested, but as I said, like, it wasn't like... A big thing. Yes, yeah. but I was interested, definitely, right. but not that much. So when I, I was like, yeah, sure, I'm interested. Like, I can help out and I would love to. Right. And then suddenly she puts me <laughs> in the sponsoring team. Oh, that must have been intense. It was. And it was definitely not my, <laughs> yeah, my expertise. But right. it was fun. I, it was a great experience. So it was both of us and Alpha who were dealing basically with like raising funds. Right. And getting sponsors to cover the, the event. That's really interesting. So what is your impact there? Like, evidently you've been put in a place of, you know, position of leadership mm-hmm. as a woman, mm-hmm. doing a conference by the woman for the woman. How, what, what do you think your impact was being a part of that? Well, first, I think we impressed the community a lot. Right. Because this event was uh, organized by students only. Mm. And it was, of course, majority girls, like college students yeah who and i think we've done a good job kudos <laughs> to you guys i saw i saw the pictures the conference uh videos and everything it was um, pretty interesting in terms of impact i would say that we've raised awareness right. because when i'm interacting with mauritians they like they still remember yeah. When you go to other conferences around the island they're like oh yeah i've seen you on the switch conference oh so like it's still there in their minds. Right. Uh, we definitely got the, I think the it was mostly the middle-aged working class Woman. interested. 
women and men, men. as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah, we had an all right turnout, yeah. So we got them to know about the issue and even agree with it to some extent. So Not starting conversations exactly. and making sure that they carry on. The point is to be remembered, ladies and gentlemen. The point <laughs> is to be remembered. So it was just like the the it was like baby steps towards solving the actual issue because it would take some time to make changes. Okay. But just going around the island and pitching to companies and, you know, getting them to think about the issue was a big bonus. Right. And uh, I think what could be done at the moment would be to try to involve the youth a bit more. Okay. Because if you go around uh, to competitions, you can still see the huge difference between the numbers, uh, between the the number of participants that are male, male versus female. female. Okay. Yeah. So how how would you what do you what do you think needs to be done to ensure that you know we close that gap between leadership and men versus women? Uh, well, there are many things that could be done. I, I, first, I don't think that it should be done by one entity or one person or right. one group. Definitely, yeah. It should be done by everyone. So if you are a parent, encourage your kids, both of them, to push themselves and learn and get to understand and be curious about technology. Right. If you are a working woman, then don't be afraid to raise your point when you are talking with your boss or like in a meeting, just right. share, be confident in yourself. Uh, if you are a student, right? A guy or a girl, doesn't matter. It's for both. And you see that, you know, you have a she who is struggling or like doesn't have confidence in herself, push her. Be the person to empower her. To exactly. To her voice is heard. That is so beautiful. Exactly. Bring it back. Bring it back to ensuring that people are empowered within certain spaces. What challenges have you experienced yourself? Like personal experiences? Have you have you changed? Have, oh, I can't even speak. <laughs> let's 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 run it back. So, what challenges have you experienced as a woman in maybe a working environment or a schooling environment rather that has maybe challenged your view on leadership? Um, I think I remember something that one of our guests. And speakers said uh, during the conference, right. it was that technology, like when we say women in tech, we don't mean that you have to be that super technical person. Right. And that was like an aha moment for me because that's you what always put yourself in that box of exactly. I need to know all the technical things exactly. about being women in tech. Okay. Especially since I mentioned that I'm a techie, so it just made sense. Yeah. But when she said it. It just made more sense to me and I opened my eyes as to like, even myself, I was kind of like neglecting yeah. a bunch of people just by virtue of what I define as women in tech. Mm. So she was like, just be like a business person, but in a tech environment or like about a tech, into, like a, she was a blockchain enthusiast basically. Oh, okay. So she, she understands how it works, but is not necessarily the best technical person. So I think that really helped in understanding like the the environment and yeah, just like understanding what we mean by tech and trying as much as we can to be inclusive of everyone. Right. So that means design, business, 
and every other thing that technology needs that is not technology in itself. So being able to open yourself up into spaces that are not necessarily or primarily tech and, you know, having the opportunities to learn and unlearn things within those spaces is what you're trying to say. Yeah. From what I'm understanding. All right. So, um, second to last question, maybe. Uh, What would your moonshot request to the world be to ensure that leadership landscapes or sort of like accelerates women in leadership or women in certain spaces? Um, I would say open your eyes. Right. Try for, if you see yourself a bit reluctant to like agree. Right. Just, just try regardless to put yourself in your co-workers' shoes, for example. Mm, empathy. Empathy, exactly. Yeah. And just try to listen, ask questions, be curious about it, mm. understand why there is an issue. Because this is like different for every one of us. Yeah. And my experience is not the same. As the next person, definitely. Yes. Exactly. So be curious enough and just care to ask. You don't have to agree from the get-go. That's not the expectation. But talk about it and understand what the situation is. And also, if you are uh, in a position where you can, you're the boss, basically, then challenge your co-workers equally. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, uh, your workers, like people who work for you. Right. Because sometimes they might look like they don't have the confidence in themselves to do things. But, but maybe they need just that extra push. Exactly. Yeah. They will still do great things. So have a bit of trust and try to push them. All right. That's absolutely beautiful. Um, this has been the AOU podcast, Entrepreneur Leadership in Africa. Um, my guest today was Lena. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, um, the topic was the value of leadership to ex- accelerate the inclusion of women in tech. And we are looking more into having more empathetic spaces, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. challenging your coworkers um, equally, and definitely looking forward to seeing more women in tech or more women in general just being in places of leadership. Thanks for having us. Uh, we'll see you in the next podcast. See you next week.